Some of the content of this video may be sensitive to some viewers, and as always, viewer discretion is advised. Also, if you have a true scary story you want to send my way, please go to AsTheRavenDreams.com slash submit, or check them links down below, and of course, thank you. This actually happened to me a few years ago. I was a single mother of two girls. At the time, one was three years old and the other was about 18 months. I didn't have the best job, but I was able to take care of us. We lived close to a low-income neighborhood, like the houses that you can get help with by the state but it wasn't in that area. It was a trailer park right outside of the area that I lived in. I rented the trailer from a couple, and they promised to take care of the plot rent as long as I agreed to pay for the utilities, which would save me quite a bit, so I agreed. As long as the kids' room stayed comfortable, I could deal with being a little hotter or colder, the area itself wasn't bad. There was an older lady that lived across the street that always brought me food and supplies, and liked to help watch my girls if I needed to run errands. I also remember another couple that had two kids as well. I typically saw the mom sitting outside while the kids played in the yard. There were really only two downfalls to the place. The one I lived in was very run down. The roof leaked a lot, and every time I told them, they would tell me it was on the list to be fixed. The AC went out, and it took them forever to finally fix it, but they were cheap and always tried to fix things themselves, so I dealt with the husband, Martin, quite a bit. And that was the other problem. While the wife, Norma, seemed alright at first, she always seemed inconvenienced by me calling with requests as time went on. The whole process was draining. Even though she didn't know a thing about home repairs, I had to call her so she could tell Martin to do it. Which, while it did save time, I did prefer talking to her because Martin always creeped me out. From the first time that I met them, he was very off-putting. As mentioned, they started out fine. They were very flexible with me and even came over and called a few times to make sure everything was working properly and if I had concerns or questions or noticed anything that needed to be looked at. They also came around at the beginning with housewarming gifts, like they gave me their old microwave and vacuum because I didn't have either. Norma also gave me suggestions on daycares nearby that she thought were good because their own kids went there. She even made comments about how my kids reminded her of her own grandkids. As time went on, they started losing interest in helping me with stuff though, and Norma would get meaner and colder in my calls to her. Martin just made weird comments, 
or just made me feel uncomfortable when he came around. Like, every time he came over and my kids were there, he would make a similar comment but would call them his kids. Like, there's my kiddos, or something. Like them reminding him of his children, not grandkids. At first, I didn't think much of it, but the fact that he would say it every damn time started getting old. I'm sure my laughs had to give it away, though, as they slowly became weaker and more fake. Yet every time, he would still come over and make the same comments. Norma kept getting meaner, and he kept acting like a caring father. Which, again, if that's all it was, fine. But then he would start asking about the girls' father, if he was still in the picture, if I was seeing someone, if someone else was living here with me, things like that. I told him I wasn't with anyone, and no one else was there because I thought it was just a trap to try to get me in trouble for having someone there that wasn't on the lease. But it was also true. I wasn't with anyone at the time. However, he seemed too happy about hearing this. He made comments that I would find someone eventually and that they would take care of me and my girls so that I would never have to worry about anything again. But the way he said it made it seem really thought out in a way. It was just weird. So I just choked about it saying something like, I hoped so because I felt bad having to rely on him to do all the handiwork. I was sitting at my kitchen table and he came over and sat next to me and said, It'll happen. You just have to be patient and open-minded. He said, Someone will come along willing to take care of someone else's kids. Kind of weird and specific statement I thought at first, but then he would continue to ask me on occasions if I was seeing anyone and who I was interested in. And then, if I would ever consider an older guy. It was just so weird because... Who the hell asks that? So, between these comments and the fact that he would call me beautiful, I tried to avoid calling them. I would ask my dad or my brother for help when I could, or try to do things myself with a YouTube tutorial, but there were some things I couldn't avoid. Anything with the AC I had to call them for, because they had a warranty thing on it so it was covered. There was one time I had an issue with it, and he had to come over to fix it. I remember him texting me, saying he would be over around 2pm, so after I laid the kids down for a nap, around noon, I went to take a shower. Not expecting company, I went to shower without grabbing clothes. Since the bathroom is right by my bedroom door, I usually just walk across. For some reason, though... I decided to wrap a towel around me instead, and I'm thankful I did because as I walked out, I saw Martin messing with the thermostat. I know I screamed, what the hell? Or something to that effect, and went back into the bathroom and yelled at why he was there. He calmly stated that he was there to fix the AC, but I told him that he was early. 
He said that he got freed up earlier than expected, so he thought he would just come over. Through all this, and me mentioning that he could have at least called or texted, he seemed like it was no big deal and didn't even apologize once. Then, while he was working on it, I pretty much stayed in the bedroom until he was done. As he finished, he came back to the room to let me know what was going on, and then he said something like, You know, you don't have to cover up your body just because I'm around. You're a beautiful girl and should be proud of it, because you look great for having two kids. What do you say to that? <laughs> to your landlord, at that? He left, and I started freaking out, and I knew that I had to start looking for a place to move at this point. Of course, this would blow up in my face because my hours started getting cut at work, so I was already struggling to pay the utilities and rent, and I asked Norma if I could pay, like, a week later this month. She made sure to nag me about not being able to keep up with my responsibilities, but agreed to let me since it was the first time that I'd had any issues like this. Then, the toilet had to start flooding and no matter what I did, it wouldn't stop. It wasn't something that my family could help with, so I had to call them. The girls were with my mom for the night, so it was just me. So I stayed in the living room folding clothes so that I wasn't on the same end as him. He was probably back there for about an hour or half or so. He called a few places and cussed a few times, but... When he came out, he didn't seem angry or upset. I asked him what happened, and he explained that they would have to call an actual plumber to come out and look at the lines because there was a block somewhere. And that was when he looked a little disappointed at first, saying if it's blocked due to items like a feminine product or something like that, that I would have to pay for it. I barely had enough money to cover rent and bills, so... I kind of started freaking out about it. I was stressed as is, and he was still good at comforting people, because he reminded me of my dad at the beginning, so he came by and sat on the couch next to me. He calmed me down and started telling me that we could probably work something out. I wish that I didn't, but stupid me believed he was being honestly helpful and he had this disgusting grin on his face. I just started trying to figure out what his problem was when I noticed he went from looking at my face down to my chest. I don't remember what exactly he said, still trying to block it all out, but you can at least imagine what he requested. I told him to get the hell out, and he just walked out calmly like he did nothing wrong. I had to get out of there. I called my mom crying, telling her what happened, and she told me to come over just in case he tried to come back, since he did have a key. My parents let me stay with them until I found a new place. They offered before I got the trailer, but I was trying to be on my own. If I would have known this was going to happen... I would have just taken them up on their offer. Throughout that week, I got all my stuff out of there, as long as someone was over there with me at least. 
I sent a long email to Norma telling her that I was out because her husband was a creep, and I left last month's rent in the trailer with the keys. There was nothing on paper, no lease or anything, so there was nothing binding me or making me have to stay. She left a few nasty voicemails, because I didn't even want to talk to her, but she did finally stop calling. I never reported it, because I didn't have any proof, nor did he actually do anything to me, so I didn't feel like they could do anything for me anyways, but it's definitely made me more cautious about where I live. So, to Norma, and especially Martin, let's never ever meet again, and to the world out there, never ever rent from Norma and Martin in South Carolina. This took place several years ago. My parents used to own a few properties, and we went through a realty company to rent them out, mostly because it was easier for them to manage the property and just consult them for things that needed to be done. Basically, they would vet the potential tenants and send a list to my parents, who would then give the final say. Then, If there was maintenance that was needed, the realty company would contact the contractors in the area for the maintenance, and we would pay the bill if it was over a certain amount. It was an odd setup, admittedly, but honestly it was kind of nice. They paid an annual contract fee to the realty company, they managed the tenant's requests, and were supposed to be doing inspections of the property frequently. My parents held this arrangement for a few years, and only had a couple tenants in one house that they owned. The last tenants that they had seemed okay enough, but they had to cut the lease out early due to a family issue. There was something about them having to move out of state to be closer to the family, because one of them needed 24 by 7 care. Honestly, it was a noble enough reason, and my parents were elderly and were also pushovers, so they allowed them to terminate the lease with about three months left, and they didn't pursue any of the fees that they would have been owed. I commend them for how they handled it. It was rather nice of them to let the tenant out of the lease. Around this time, however, my father was diagnosed with terminal cancer, and was given less than six months to live, which obviously shifted any focus to him and his end-of-life care. Because of this, I worked with them to take over the contract of the rentals with the realty company so they didn't have to stress over it. When I got control... I contacted the realty company and told them to try and vet any potential renters, and that we would be a bit hands-off for a while due to my father's condition. Basically, I told them to collect the rent from the tenants, and approve anything that wasn't too expensive or destructive to the property. They understood, and said they would take care of it, and that they would keep the empty property in good condition in the meantime. 
I thanked them, and that was the last that I thought about it for a while. My father did make it the full six months, but he ended up passing away one night in his sleep, which was probably the best way for that all to end. My mother and I took care of his funeral, and I got my mother back on track. Once everything was copacetic at home, I decided to contact the realty company after having not really spoken to them much in the past half year. I went ahead and got all the information on the tenants they were vetting, and I got all the maintenance information, and they told me that the empty property was, in fact, still empty, and that they had been taking care of everything while I was away. Perfect, I thought, and since it was empty, I figured it was a good time to go ahead and do a walkthrough of the building myself to see what we could do to make the house better or possibly do some upgrades. After all, there were no tenants, so I didn't need to notify anyone, and I owned the property alongside my mother, so I could go in since it was empty. So I decided to go ahead and make the day trip out to the property. When I got there, I was a bit shocked. The lawn was completely dead, the railing on the front steps were completely destroyed, and the screen door was sitting on the porch by the front window. I went ahead and stepped toward the front door, and I went to unlock it when I realized it wasn't locked. And, on top of that, there was no guard lock on the knob, which meant that if they hadn't changed the locks the previous tenant would be able to come back anytime they wanted and enter the premises. The unlocked door told me that they possibly had. When I opened the door and walked into the entryway, I was incredibly shocked. The living room still had furniture in it. The floor was covered in trash. There were holes in the wall all along the inside, when I got to the kitchen, it was even worse. There was food in the fridge that had rotted since there was no electricity. The sink was full of dishes, and the stove had been pulled out from the wall and seemingly smashed. The bathroom was even worse. The toilet was completely destroyed. There was human waste all over the floor, and worst of all, there were what looked like used needles filling the bathtub. Then, I got to the bedroom. When I walked into the room, I could tell that somebody was living there. There was trash everywhere, but there was also a bed that looked like it had been covered in blood and God knows what else. There were more needles everywhere. There was a pipe on the ground near the bed where a candle was lit, and what looked like an old dresser in the corner. As I was rifling around the random trash and items in the bedroom, I heard something coming from the closet in the back. I went over and opened it, and there was seriously a little girl sitting in the closet in horribly soiled clothing. She was sitting on a blanket with a pillow against the wall. I was seriously horrified. At first, I thought maybe my property was just being used as a drug house, but apparently, 
it was being used as a drug house by somebody with a child. I immediately called the police, and I asked them to send officers over to the property. I explained to them what was going on, and as I was waiting for them, I decided to try to talk to the child to keep her calm. I asked if her parents were home. She shook her head no. I asked her if she lived there, and she shook her head yes. I asked her how old she was, and she lifted her hand up with the number three. I then asked her what her name was, and she just mumbled something out that I really couldn't understand. When the cops got there, they got the little girl out of the closet and into a cruiser. Then they did a full sweep of the place. To my surprise, her parents were home. They were just both blacked out down in the basement. Apparently, they had left her up in the closet and went downstairs to shoot up heroin, and were completely out of it when I came into the property. They were both arrested, obviously, and the little girl was taken into city custody to be checked out. My guess, to be put with the foster family. Now, I know and understand that drug addicts are sick. Absolutely. I know they don't always control their actions, but... The state of this place was completely unlivable, and the fact that they kept a little girl in the closet was just disgusting. I contacted the realty company and I asked when the last time they were at the property was. To my surprise, they said they had been coming out once a week to make sure everything was okay. I then told them that I was at the property at that moment and it was trashed. They then tried to walk it back and make up some excuse, but it was pretty obvious that they were just ignoring the property entirely. In the end, I cut ties with that company, and I got the place cleaned up and upgraded. And then I rented it to another tenant that actually still lives there today, six years later. I hope that the parents of that little girl did get the help they needed, but more so... I really hope the little girl got placed with a happy family that could give her the love that she deserved. My parents owned a few condos that they rented out in Florida. While I was in college, I helped them out with repairs, cleanup, and miscellaneous things that needed done at the time. It could be hard work at times, but it was also steady income, so I didn't have to worry about it while I was in school. They definitely got some weird tenants and situations at times. Here's a few in particular that I remember having the pleasure to deal with. My parents had rented a condo to a younger couple one year, they did their normal interview, but learned that the tenants didn't have much in way of rental background. My dad was always a softy, and was more willing to give people a chance, though, so they agreed to let them move in for a higher deposit, plus last month's rent. So they at least had some money in the bank in case anything went sour. Everything was fine for, like, five or six months. Then... They started calling about plumbing issues. 
We never had issues reported before, so we thought maybe they had just clogged it. My dad went out there and checked on it and had to have it snaked when they pull out a condom. I remember the conversations as my dad tried to explain what it was to my mom, and I thought it was funny at first. But then, it would set in that these grown adults tried to flush this. So, he had to explain to them that you can't flush stuff like that. They promised they wouldn't, and they moved on from there. From then, we stopped hearing from them at all. Instead of dropping off a check or cash at my parents' place, they started mailing money orders. Then they stopped paying rent altogether. They tried calling several times, and they never answered. It appeared like they were purposely ignoring their calls, as it would go to voicemail after ringing two or three times. So, I tried calling from my phone. The guy answered, and when I started introducing myself... He hung up on me, and then the girl never picked up from then on. After four months of no payment, my parents filed the order to evict them since they wouldn't even talk to them. I went with my dad and cop to give the order. After knocking several times and no answer, my dad unlocked the door and the smell immediately hit us. It reeked of cigarette smoke, and that unit was supposed to be non-smoking. The walls were painted a sand color, and you could see the streaks of brown from the nicotine. There was trash all over the kitchen, and crammed in the corners, under the bed and couch. There were dishes piled up on one side of the sink, with the darkest water with a green-looking foam forming on it. It was disgusting. And even better... The toilet looked busted in the back and brown on the inside like it hadn't been used for a while. It was pretty obvious the place was abandoned and just left like this, so we were going to have to start cleaning it. After a few days of cleaning, my dad told me that he would have to replace the toilet and asked me to go over there to sign for it as they were going to be delivering it. So, I agreed. I get to the condo, go to unlock the door when I realize that it was cracked open some. My dad had changed the locks, so my first thought was that maybe he had gotten there before I did and just didn't bother telling me. So I walked in, I called out for my dad, and the next thing I remember was an awful pain in the back of my head. The next thing that happened was some guy standing over me asking me my name, if I knew where I was, things like that. Apparently the previous tenants had come back for their stuff, and were shocked that they couldn't get into the place, and broke a window around back to get in. I also spooked them, and, and they decided to smack me in the back of my head with a rubber mallet, knocking me out cold and stealing, like, 60 bucks from my wallet. The guy that was bringing the toilet saw the door open, saw me lying on the floor, and called an ambulance. We never saw them again, but my parents and I filed charges in case they ever tried to come back. I was just thankful that's all they did, as they very well could have left me in a worse situation. 
Another weird one was an older lady that moved in. She'd been there for a long time. I remember going over there for random maintenance things, like helping with the AC air filters or light bulbs that she couldn't reach. She kept the place clean for the most part, but I think she started getting Alzheimer's or something, as she did start acting differently. My own grandfather had it, so I recognized some of the same things that she did or said. She started calling me for the same maintenance things within the same month, or weeks even, though they didn't really need attention, and it got harder and harder to explain to her that we've already done it as she wouldn't believe us. Thankfully, she did have kids that came over sometimes to check on her, and they told us that they were going to be moving her to a nursing home. Again, my dad, being who he was, told them not to worry about the lease as long as they got her stuff out, so we didn't have to, and we would call it even. And they took a few weeks to get everything out, but it was less than a month, and then we went in to start cleaning. And they got most of the stuff out, and it was actually still pretty clean. We were thinking it was going to be a pretty simple job, until we opened the fridge. It was pretty gross. The back inner wall was covered with a dark, sticky liquid. There was stuff spilled all over the bottom of the fridge. I don't know if it was blood or food that leaked, but... I remember having to basically use a metal scraper to get it all off. But in the bottom drawer of the fridge, there was a loose plastic bag. I grabbed it, ready to throw it in the trash, when I noticed that it was super light. But whatever was in it kind of moved around, like rice or beads. So, stupid, curious me opened it up to see what the hell it was. It was full of teeth. And not like human teeth either, but cat or dog teeth. Because there were a lot of those long fang-like ones. And there were a lot in there. And even worse, I never saw an animal in this place while she was here. So, I have no idea where the hell they came from. I don't know what Granny was doing in her spare time but I'm glad I was never on her bad side. Those were the two that I remember really well, because they were probably some of the weirdest ones, but they've definitely had all kinds of weirdos in there. I still occasionally help them, but I do have a full-time job now, which I prefer instead of cleaning up after others. People are just too damn weird and hard to trust. So that was this week's Friday video, a collection of landlord horror stories, or true scary landlord stories, or stories that have the word landlord in them that are stories. I don't even know anymore. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this, and if you did, please do hit that thumbs up button. If you are new to the channel, please consider subscribing, and if you're not new to the channel, thank you and welcome back. Uh, if you want more content like this, and want to support the channel a little bit more than everyone else, well, mostly everyone else, you can go to patreon.com slash asthereavendreams or hit join down below where for one, count it, one dollar a month, 
you can get early access to content like this up to 24 hours early. And yeah, that's about all I have to say. And hopefully you all enjoyed the video. I already said that. Hopefully you enjoy your day. Hopefully you have a great Friday. Hopefully you have a great weekend. I will see you on the next video. But until then, sleep well.